Welcome out to Peacappy Podcast, everybody. Summer is in full swing. There are Pokemon raids going on all over the place. I hope you're all enjoying the sun or avoiding the sun if you have delicate, fragile skin like me. <laughs> I love hot summer weather, but I would definitely not do well with a Pokemon who knows sunny day. But here on Peacappy Podcast, we are following the journey of Ash Ketchum, and right now he is in a region known for its its great sunny weather and beaches and all sorts of fun things. He's in Hoenn. We're on advanced generation number 17, Stairway to Devon. But before we break down that episode, a plug for our sponsor, PokePress. They just put up a video about the Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago. Some of you may have been lucky enough to go. I was, I was not, but I, I heard rumors that there was some technical drama. And Stephen gives a report about what happened and his views on it. He also has a few words about other aspects of the event besides uh, technical issues. So that's something to check out if you want a ground-level view on, on what exactly happened there at the event. Or if you're curious about the event and you'd like to go if they try this again, you know, learning from past mistakes. And while you're on YouTube at PokePress, you should also check out some of Steven's other videos interviewing various card game and video game competitors and directors and actors alike. PokePress has explored just about every corner of the Pokemon fandom and everyone's individual Pokemon journeys, so it's definitely worth checking out when you get some spare time after listening to this episode. Advanced Generation number 17. So let's break this down. Ash has one gym battle under his belt. He is pretty stoked, and he's ready for the next one. When Max checks the PokeNav, they discover the next gym is on Duford Island. But in the meantime, Brock and May want to go shopping, which is kind of funny to me because Brock is not necessarily interested in shopping with May, just he just agrees with May that they should both go shopping separately. It was not a lot of episodes ago where the two of them were, were shopping together and it didn't end well. And I guess since we first started traveling with Brock, he's proven that he loves hanging out with the crew, but sometimes he's just got to go off into the city and do his own thing, and we may never find out what that was. My eternal campaign, what was Brock doing in Cerulean City while Ash was having his gym battle? Um, but there are two hours until the next ferry to Duford Island, so Brock and May win the, the argument. Let's go sightseeing. Ash really can't stop them. They determine that they'll all split up and then meet back at the ferry. I don't know exactly what everyone's plans are, but I know what Max's will be. He's got to fix the PokéNav. He spilled orange juice all over the device and it shorted out, stopped working. 
Does anyone have a bowl of rice? That's the only cure I know. But Max is going to have to fix this, because otherwise, how are they going to navigate? I mean, Ash and Brock did okay for Kanto and the Orange Islands and Johto, but they've got a small child with them now. They probably need some assistive devices. Certainly, since we got the Pokenavi, we have not gotten lost. I, we, we had a very small sample size, but I don't think we've had a single episode where we've come under fire for navigation issues. So, Max is wandering Restboro City alone, trying to figure out what he's going to do about the Pokenav. He's, he's not ready to just come clean to May and say that he broke it. And while he's doing that, he passes a well-dressed dude showing off inventions. Apparently, the guy does this a lot. Um, and I hope he has a better track record most days, because today's invention is a little muscle-bound robotic can opener. It, and it's a little on the weird side. It doesn't look like the other kids are too interested. So the inventor takes an interest in Max, who is not good at hiding his despondence. He, he's having a bad day. And when this man hears about the Pokenav, he suggests that Max go to the Devon Corporation for help. Max thinks that must be like witness protection to hide him from May, but no. It's actually the company that built the Pokenav. They'll, they'll repair anything. Basically, that device has a lifetime warranty. And apparently the Devon Corporation can develop Pokemon. Have they hired that scientist from New Island? Um, but the conversation is cut short because a black limo and a guy in a suit pull up and, and they're looking for this inventor dude. It seems kind of worrisome. He runs away and eludes the security, FBI, uh, but hopefully that plug for Devon Corporation is legit. At any rate, it's the only option Max has. Back at the Pokemon Center, Ash has chosen not to go sightseeing. He's spending his time calling friends and catching up. And he's getting off the phone with Professor Oak right now. And after giving him a badge update, Oak congratulates Pikachu on learning that new move, Iron Tail. And just as Ash hangs up, Brock comes back. He's done with his shopping. And so is May. She, she maybe overdid it and possibly ate Rustboro City out of food the way she's holding her stomach. Given May's obsession with food, it always surprises me that Ash and May are not closer. I mean, they are great friends, but but given this interest they share, you'd think they'd bond to, to be partners in crime over it. I guess their personalities are just a little too different in other areas. Um, but Max is not back yet, so May decides that she can head out for round two. Speaking of Max, he goes to the Devon Corporation, but the lady at the desk tells him that this is, like, headquarters. It's all boardrooms and meeting halls and development. They don't handle product repairs here. And Max is kind of mad that he was lied to. And also desperate. He, he's got to get this thing working. He's only had it like a day or two of trusting Ash's navigational skill without it. And since that small space of time was kind of a gong show, I can see that he doesn't want to go back. So when Officer Jenny goes to the desk and op occupies the receptionist's attention... Max sneaks around to try to get in a back room, and that's how he runs into that inventor guy from before, who is also sneaking around. You'd think this guy had something better to do, because a second ago, he and his security guy, Kennedy, were talking to Officer Jenny about how someone's planning to infiltrate the Devon Corporation, but no, the guy decides to split and hang out with kids. I mean, maybe... Maybe it's good that he knows about it, but there's not much practical he can do. Like, maybe Kennedy is really the only one who can do anything about it. 
And, and it's good that he's connecting with the public and all, but I, I don't know. I feel like this guy maybe needs to balance his time a little better. But it's good for Max, because now someone in the know can sneak him into the building and find someone to fix the Pokenav. And that someone is the president of the Devon Corporation. This weird inventor dude is the guy in charge, and Mr. President seems to have a good relationship with his employees. They don't mind stopping work to do a quick repair on some kid's Pokenav, or letting the guy hide in their lab from his assistant, Kennedy. Max gets over the shock at the reveal and asks, why can't a president just do whatever he wants? Oh, so many reasons. Someday you'll understand the relevance of that question, Max. Uh, but the president here likes to get out of the office and poke around the labs, walk around town from time to time, because it helps him get new ideas. Whenever he's stuck, the answer isn't going to be found at his desk. He needs to get outside inspiration and stimulus. Especially talking to kids. That's the best source for new ideas. And it seems this guy is really good at relating to, to kids, empathizing with their problems and such. He and Max become fast friends. But let's talk about one of the things the Devon Corporation is working on. They have a lot of unfinished projects, like a dream analyzer for Pokemon, a machine allowing you to speak with Pokemon, a, a machine that allows you to become a Pokemon. Have we told Bill the Lighthouse guy about this one? All of them are still in development, sadly, but one of the things Mr. Devon is proud of and close to finishing is a machine to create Pokemon. Specifically to revive fossils. Now, this is a technology the Pokemon world has always been very interested since season one, since the first games. Reviving extinct Pokemon from fossils is the life goal of several scientists. And given the timeline, I believe there's an island out there where our dear friend Gary Oak is currently attempting something similar. And it's kind of interesting to me that so many people in the Pokemon world are looking to this, trying to resurrect the past and create extinct Pokemon on a simultaneous worldwide level. It's kind of like the space race, but without a cold war between Kanto and Hoenn. Some people are developing technology from a different angle. Some are a little further along than others. Giovanni's team succeeded, but then Mewtwo destroyed all that research. I have noticed, though, that nobody save Mewtwo is debating the ethical dilemmas of this, but that's human nature for you. Uh, but Mr. Devon, uh, he's describing his machine, and it sounds very similar to some past attempts that this series has, has tried that have worked, so he may succeed in this venture someday. It also sounds reminiscent of Jurassic Park, so we'll see how it all works out. But Kennedy finds his boss, and they seem to have a bit of a good-natured thing going over the president ducking out on his appointments. At least from the president's angle, Kennedy does look a little stressed. But if Kennedy catches him fair and square, then the president goes back to, back to work. But the president has Kennedy drop by the Pokemon Center to pick up Ash, Brock, and May so that they can come here for a tour. And I can just imagine the look on Ash's face, like, the fairy? The gym battle? But remember when Officer Jenny said someone was planning to sneak into Devon Corporation? She's got the daily double because we've got Team Rocket donning lab coats and sneaking in one way, and some other dude also in a lab coat and shades sneaking a creation fluid away from the fossil machine. He has an ID card, something Team Rocket didn't think to bring, and so they are thwarted at the door. 
But the president notices this other guy. And since he gets out of the office so often, he knows all of his employees. And so he and Max decide to just casually tail this, this unknown guy and see what's going on. While they do that, Ash and company have arrived on the premises. And Kennedy tells the kids that Max might remind the president of his own son, Stephen. Stephen's grown now and a Pokemon trainer, who has thought of nothing but Pokemon since he was a little boy. So Max might be similar to the kid at that age, bringing up good memories. It definitely looks like the, the president of Devon Corporation just loves being with little kids and like being a dad, a fun dad. Um, but all the fun times have to be put on hold. Kennedy is told that two creation capsules are missing. And with Max and the, and the president, Max trips on the stairs and alerts the guy they're tailing that he's being followed. So the dude runs, confirming he's up to no good. Our two teams connect over cell phone, and Kennedy tells May that the president and Max are chasing the suspect onto the roof. Like, we should probably check in on that situation. Poor May freaks out. Meanwhile, with Officer Jenny, she's interrogating Team Rocket because they don't have ID and thus shouldn't have been able to get into the building. When a report comes in that there's been a robbery, the suspect is wearing a white lab coat and sunglasses, and Team Rocket's like, we are just going to go casually like it's no big thing. <laughs> Officer Jenny chases down Team Rocket. Max and the president chase down the suspect and Kennedy and his crew take a shortcut to cut the guy off at the roof. So now he's trapped. He sends out a Pokemon, Crawdont, and Ash sends out Pikachu. And I think they should have used an electric attack rather than quick attack, but okay. Whatever they, whatever they wanted to do, they should have done it quicker because Team Rocket, in pursuit by Jenny, all arrive on the roof and then things get crazy. The thief makes his escape after having Crawdont use Bubble Beam on everyone. He's got a funny little handheld rocket for a getaway. I want that thing. Um, but about the Bubble Beam, two things I notice. During the attack, the president was shielding Max. That's so sweet. And after the fact... It looks like it managed to really hurt Officer Jenny. Like, you don't always see serious physical damage from that kind of attack. But Team Rocket needs to get out of here, preferably with something to show for their efforts, so they run up and grab this guy before he can escape. Um, and the weight screws up the getaway plan. They all end up streaking back onto the roof because the guy can't control his little rocket anymore. So Max recovers the creation capsules in the process, and Ash throws Pikachu into the air to do Thunderbolt. It gets Team Rocket, they blast off. The other guy manages to putter away on what's left of the jetpack thing, and, and he does get away, but Officer Jenny suspects he was a member of Team Aqua. There are two criminal organizations in the Hoenn region, Team Aqua and Team Magma. Aqua uses water Pokemon for their... Somewhat ill-thought-out purpose, and Magma uses fire Pokemon for their equally questionable goals. And Ash is like, Team Aqua and Team Magma, and also the dregs of Team Rocket, I've got too much to deal with. As it turns out, the bad guy does escape, uh, but the president takes them all out to dinner as thanks for helping and recovering the stolen property, and tells them that his son Stephen is on Duford Island, where Ash is going next. So if they run into any trouble, look him up for help. Hopefully he's as nice as his dad, who returns the Pokenav good as new to Max and without May any the wiser. So that was a fun little side trip. It kind of gets 
some elements from the game in there and some locations from the game. But the most important thing is that Ash is introduced to Team Aqua and the concept of Team Magma. I mean, technically he's met Team Magma already, but now he's got a little bit of context for the hold that those two groups have over this region. Because I don't know if you've seen this series before, but that's going to be a plot arc. And I guess also our introduction to Steven. We'll probably meet him very soon, but onward and upwards to the gym battle. I'm sure Ash is happy to be on the road again. If you want to comment on this episode or any others or visit any of the links I mentioned, you can visit us at peekappypodcast.blogspot.com or send an email to peekappypodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast. And as always, you can subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or through the many other fine podcast apps. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. This has been Peek Happy Podcast. The Gotta catch them all. And the lightning swallow up my pleas, but the rending of the earth serves to bring me to my knees. But here I stay in the raging and the fury of the center of the storm.